The union representing Chilliwack teachers say they're so short-staffed, uncertified teachers are being hired. The Chilliwack Teachers Association said some teachers are being pulled away from their regular jobs to cover their other duties, and that's forced the district to hire uncertified teachers to fill the gaps with very little training, according to the union. Here to talk about it is the newest member of the British Columbia Legislature and the BC Liberals' education critic, Eleanor Sturko from Surrey South joins us. Eleanor, good Good morning and welcome. Good morning, thank you. It's good to have you with us, and I think probably more germane to this conversation, and importantly so, is that you're the mom of an elementary school pupil and have more than a little vested interest in your job as education critic, correct? In fact, I have three young kids in the education system in School District 36 here in Surrey. So, yeah, no, I know I have a personal interest, but, I mean, it goes beyond that, I think, you know, all of our children, we have an obligation to make sure that they're receiving the best education and support that, that we can give them. I'm also the mental health addictions and recovery um, shadow minister, the critic for that. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of linkages between what happens in childhood and where we go as adults. So I think seeing um, these type of issues in our school system is really concerning. Now, by way of responding to this, the education minister put out a statement saying that under the School Act, uncertified teachers can be used up to 20 consecutive days as a short-term way to ensure students have a continuity of education right now, which is so important to students and their families. This from Minister Singh, uh, by way of responding to the Chilliwack Teachers Union complaint about uncertified teachers being hired. It's Chilliwack the only district in BC? I understand this happens rather routinely in some of the northern districts, Eleanor. It does, but you know, if you'll just give me one sec to respond to Minister saying, um, from what I'm hearing from uh, teachers unions and other teachers is that although yes, they're supposed to only work for 20 days, what ends up happening is they take a couple of days off Uh, And then they're right back at it again. So it's not just temporary. They're using them on a long-term basis. And, you know, it creates a situation where we have uncertified teachers in the classroom. Right. Uh, You know, like you said, it's not, this isn't new. And in fact, you know, it has been going on for quite some time. But, you know, in our northern districts, this is happening on a regular basis. Northern school districts, the interior and other places where traditionally it's been harder to recruit teachers, they're particularly hard hit by this. And now we see, you know, due to our cost of living, our housing crisis, this is something that's now trickling in here in the valley and into the lower mainland and and finally getting the media attention that it deserves. Sure. So let's talk about the uncertified uh, part of the these uh, substitute teachers, because a substitute teacher is different. That is a qualified, certified person who comes in on a, on a short term or temporary basis. Uh, and in, in some cases, they get a call the night before. In some cases, in other districts, they get a call the morning of. And that even makes a difference, doesn't it? It does, because, you know, the thing is, it's not that the people who are doing the uncertified teaching have no degree. Right. They are educated people, but they haven't gone through teacher training and and perhaps they haven't even worked in a classroom setting before. And I think that it's the training that makes the difference. We have these types of standards in British Columbia for someone to become a certified teacher for a reason, knowing how to deal with a large classroom, knowing how to um, make sure that you're delivering the curriculum in an appropriate way, particularly because we have a lot of people with special needs in classrooms. And so I think it's also making a big 
difference in the type of learning experience that kids are having. Because if you're having teachers cycling in and out of the classroom, and I know from personal experience from my own kids when they've had multiple teachers during the school year, Mm -hmm. that they actually don't enjoy their time in the classroom. They don't feel that they're as connected to their experience as they are when they have a teacher for the entire year. Yeah, well, and again, the teachers' uh, union out in Chilliwack talking about continuity, which particularly for small people matters greatly, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. I think any of us can think back on our time in school and remember fondly uh, a favorite teacher. And that happens when you spend time with that teacher. They get to know you. They know particularly your learning style. A teacher who is with you for a longer duration may have a chance to bond with you and understand the best way to deliver that curriculum to you in particular. And so when we have people coming in on a temporary basis, cycling in, people who have not had a lot of experience potentially in dealing with a classroom situation, kids are not going to be receiving the same type of experience. So this government really needs to step up. It's not just about the wages the teachers are making. It's about the whole package of British Columbia and how are we attracting people to come to our province to fill these positions. Now, the the, the usual method by which parents uh, organize themselves to to try to uh, bring things to the attention of either government or school boards or whatever are parent advisory councils or PACs. And I'm sure that you're hearing from quite a few of those and not just from Chilliwack these days. Oh, no, I hear from uh, PACs and individual parents. In fact, teachers have reached out to me on a number of issues. Um, But yes, we're hearing from people that they're particularly upset about the uncertified teachers. I actually took a trip uh, up north Um, up into the caribou where i met with some school officials from the north they were talking about the challenges and Mm -hmm. it's it's actually hard you know there's a lot of um, hoops for people to jump through when they want to receive their certification to become a teacher in british columbia there's other solutions that can be looked at the government needs to really really try to make it more attractive for people to come to bc particularly in hard to recruit areas And then look at ways to make sure that people who can are qualified to become certified teachers can do that quickly without a lot of hiccups so that we can get qualified teachers who are certified into the classrooms. We're seeing a lot of announcements from the current government under under Mr. Eby uh, taking advantage of uh, an unexpected surplus in the billions of dollars. Uh, Were they to take some of that money and direct it specifically at the education sector, could that make a difference? Well, it depends how they use that money. I mean, certainly paying the teachers more, making sure that we have the ability to perhaps provide longer hours for people who are working as education assistants, for example, their hours are short. How in Canada's most expensive province do we expect to attract people into positions where they're not even earning full-time wages in their jobs? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it goes beyond that. I think looking at our housing situation How, if we're trying to, for example, get someone who just came out of university, just became a teacher, they have an entire backpack full of massive student debt, and now they need a place to live. Where in British Columbia can you live, maintain payments on a massive student debt, and still have some type of ability to afford groceries and gas to get to your job? I mean, especially in the lower mainland region, um, things are extremely expensive, and, and I don't know how you know, young families even do it. It's very difficult and we need this government to look at ways not just to address teaching contracts, which I know that they just negotiated and settled a contract with the BC Teachers Federation, but it goes beyond just your work, like your entire life, the entire package 
and how do you afford to live here and how do we get more qualified workers, not just in education, but across multiple sectors? Well, they would certainly point to the uh, barrage of uh, legislative initiatives around affordable housing. We just had a chat with the condominium people about the changes to rentals and strata environments (laughs) and those sorts of things. So they would say we're doing our best. Well, you know, you mentioned it. They make a lot of announcements, but the proof will be in the pudding. What I see with this government, unfortunately, is fast-talking, slow-moving. A lot of announcements, um, and I can point to several, uh, you know, examples within my own riding. We have uh, the Peace Arch Hospital, Mm -hmm. which has an unopened mental health unit that's been sitting without patients in it for several months now after five years of construction and planning. So a lot of big announcements and and not a lot of results. It's about the results. So I do hope that they channel some money into being able to attract teachers, maybe incentivize people to live in hard-to-recruit areas, which now seems to be the entire province, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, But, yeah... I want to see more than just announcements. It's time to see some results for what they're talking about. Indeed. Eleanor Sterko, BC Liberal education critic. And as it turns out, my MLA. I just moved back to White Rock on <laughs> December 1st. So look out, Eleanor. Awesome. I'm awesome. a constituent well, come by, now. Come by for coffee. <laughs> Thanks for this this morning. Great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Take yeah. care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.